Welcome to episode seven of our series, Worship Leading for Small Churches. Uh, this is our final episode, but this is the one that really hits home. This is, this is gonna be a great episode. Um, if you've missed any of the previous episodes, go back and watch those. Um, those are very, very important, very, very informative. Um, this one is going to be focusing on you as a worship leader. Uh, we are titling this, Making Time for Personal Worship and Development. This is looking at your heart. Um, for this episode, I'm joined with uh, Major, Majors Jay and Jamie Spaulding. They are the youth pastors of the Salvation Army in North and South Carolina. So thank you guys for joining me. Good to be pleasure. here. Yeah. Let's, ju- let's jump right in. What are some ways uh, you would tell a worship leader to stay fed? Like stay fed in the word. I'll start with you, Jay. Uh, for me, it is Bible study. Yeah. yeah I think that's the main thing um, because... We can do all the other stuff, but if we're not deep into the word, everything else becomes that surface level, level stuff. Um, and I think if we're going to lead somebody uh, to know who, in, in worship to God, we got to know who he truly is. And we do that through uh, deep Bible study. Yeah. And I think Bible study has to consist of more than just flipping through the Bible to find a scripture that goes with the song you're going <laughs> to you're gonna sing. You know, like it needs to be something that you're doing separate yeah. from what your job is as a worship leader, you need to be just having engaging in a personal relationship with Jesus that involves being in his word. Yeah. And I think it's the same. I mean, for pastors, it's the same thing. Like we have to be in the word beyond preparing for a sermon or preparing for a devotion for it to really mean something to our life. And I would say it's the same. Yeah. I mentioned this in previous episodes that um, um, worship leading and, and you guys as pastors, the sermon go hand in hand. Um, so it's always like choosing songs helps, um, well, should tie into the sermon. It, it should be a, a collaborative yeah. b- between the worship leader and, and, and the pastor who's, who's leading the worship. Yeah. Um, but like you said, if that's the only time that you're getting fed, that it's, if it's the only time is when you're leading worship, um, then, then, then something's wrong. I, 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 I think that you should have self-worship at home. Um, not not worshiping yourself, yeah. but, but but time for yourself. Personal worship, the, the, right. per, personal worship. Uh, ha- having time for yourself uh, to worship and, and being God. That could easily just be turning on music, turning yeah. on worship music, and being fed to uh, through that. And I was talking about that the other day. Is that I know that I have lacked like keeping that worship atmosphere going. You know more than you know, it's not going as much as it should be. Like just having worship music on in the background yeah. or in my car. Uh, that's something that uh, I should definitely do more of. And I noticed that when I do that, like when, it, when the worship music is on the car and I'm traveling or if, the, or if we're just at the house and we're making dinner or something like that and we have praise and worship music on, the atmosphere, the, the whole atmosphere of the house or the, you know, what we're doing changes. It just brings us to yeah. a different place. Yeah, and, and, and I said this um, earlier to, to, to Josh like, and, and Rachel, um, as, as a worship leader, a lot of the music I listen to is now is now praise and worship music or, or, or Christian music. So I know what's out there. Uh, I, I have different song ideas I can choose from, um, um, and, and which songs not to choose, <laughs> which, which songs don't work at a church. But also, uh, that, that gets me in the mindset of um, um, somebody 
singing the song over me or somebody singing the song to me. Yeah, um, I would say the same kind yeah. of thing with Bible study, right? Yeah. Like you can't just be listening exactly. so that you know what's out there. Yeah. And that, But like, what are you doing to feed your soul? Like yep. intention. I think that's what it is. It's really about intention. Like we, I can read books to do better sermons, but I can also read books that are going to build up my my personal spiritual life. Yeah. So um, I think I'm not a person that loves music in the background. Like I definitely <laughs> can't do Bible study with worship music in the background. Yeah. I don't understand how other people do it. But we recently did like this prayer station experience where each prayer station had a song that was meant for that experience. Mm. And I, I said afterward, like that would not have meant nearly as much to me if it had not been for that music. Yeah. So I started to think, what are some other ways I can incorporate music? I can't have it on in the background. That's not my <laughs> thing, but how can I incorporate it so that it's, it's doing something for me spiritually? Yeah. So. yeah. You know, we're at a place uh, in, in our ministry now where a lot of times we get to sit back and hear someone preach to us, which we didn't get that for so many years during our ministry. Um, and I, I'm sure that worship leaders need that as well, where they just need to sit back yep. and just be a part of a congregation where they're hearing other praise and worship or they're hearing other people lead worship um, to be fed that way too. Uh, for us, whether it's like listening to a sermon while, we are, while we're out or whether it's even attending another church um, to just be a part of worship and not have the responsibilities of making sure everything is going okay, but being able to just sit there and just be in complete worship to God and not making sure, oh man, did I make, is there too much dead air here? Is there too much, you know, did this song not go with this? I can just sit there and be in worship with that. I hope other worship. So how, and that's the question, how does that translate for a worship leader? Like, going to another church and just sitting under someone else's worship and being able to disconnect because I'm sure um, like we often do, maybe you can become critical of the song (laughs) choice or the sound or whatever, but could you just sit under someone else's worship? Or even could there be a season and no pastor wants to hear this, I know, and probably no worship leader wants to say it, but could, could you say, I need to sit out for a season. I need six weeks off or three months off to just sit under someone else's leadership because I think sometimes you can burn out if you're always the one giving, but you're not you're not receiving anything. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's a little bit easier, like, especially in a larger congregation, it's even more difficult in a smaller congregation right. where you yeah. might be the only guitar player, which means you might be the only person yeah. up on stage yep. or the only piano player, and that's all that there is. But there still is a way to sit back and get, get fed because yeah. you need to do that because yeah. if you're just constantly giving and you're never receiving, you're going to run dry. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just going to happen. We, we talked about adding members, and, and as soon as you have a member who's ready um, to, do, to, to lead a worship set without you, I'd say that's a perfect opportunity for you to join a congregation. Um, um, that, that, that's easier within, within your church, um, but it's also like very critical because then that's somebody you trained. Um, so so I, like, I liked what you're saying. Uh, what you said about maybe going experiencing maybe an evening church right. if if you worship in the morning. I'm going to an even evening church to where you don't have to worry um, or you're not the one everybody's looking to to fix things if right. something goes wrong. Um, like if something if something's not plugged in, you're not the one. You're, you're disconnected. Right. You're exactly you're exactly right there. I like that a lot. Um, that's that's a that's a good point to to, to say. Um, what are some traps that you've seen worship leaders fall into? 
I'll, I'll start with you, Jamie. I started with Jay last time. <laughs> um, I, the, the main one I really think about, and it's not always all on the worship leader, mm-hmm. but if the worship leader and the pastor are not in tune with each other, um, I think it becomes evident. And that could be something small. I remember a time uh, years and years ago when Jay kind of whispered <laughs> to our piano exactly player, like, with this, so. hey, I want you to play this song at the end of church. <laughs> and it was like mentioned at the beginning of church. Like that was the whole communication. I want you to play this song. Hang on. We were early on into our ministry <laughs> there, true. so we hadn't figured out how to make things gel so quite Jay right. So Jay gets up and it's a very moving sermon that like compels you to, you want to be you know, you want to follow Jesus now. And he gets up and he's like, and now we're going to sing together as a congregation. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. And our piano player who was from New Orleans went, I have decided. And it was just a whole different vibe than what he was going. It was, it was completely (laughs) shut down at that point. But I think like, if you're, if, the pastor is one that doesn't communicate what the end goal of yeah. the of the service is. Like, how does the worship leader know where to go? Um, so if that relationship, if, if you're not working together in tune with one another, um, or if there's animosity, um, I think that becomes evident in the services. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even just the, the worship leader being sensitive to what is what is going on. I mean, I know, you know, they're working and they're up on stage, but then when they go sit down, if maybe they're not paying as much attention um, to what's happening and then they're called back up, like the mood of the service can shift really easily if, if the whole team isn't working yeah, together. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a little bit of planning before in, in, in that specific scenario. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's planning before, um, but then also being sensitive to uh, altar call time, right. playing time of reflection. Yeah, because those verses the sermon, can change yeah, how, exactly. how it went. Yeah. Uh, but, but, then, but then you're right, being in communication. Yeah. Um, so what kind of style would you like me to play? I have decided to follow Jesus right after your sermon. Yeah. Is this a send off version or yeah. is this more of a more of a personal Beckoning time worship to there? Them to the altar, exactly. Yeah. So so that communication is very, yeah. very important. I think piggybacking on, on what uh Jamie said there about working together, it, that means the whole worship team yeah. working together, including in what with your sound, whoever's doing your sound and who's doing media. your your media yeah. and as well as even whether that's going on around, like, is there a decoration that's in the chapel? Is there um, even, I, I know that Jamie had led us in worship one time and her sermon was talking about, I am the bread of life. And she had the smell of fresh baked bread going through the congregation. Lost my favorite it, service. It, right? And it just, it changes like the whole perspective. But yeah. if you're all working together, um, then it's not like, oh, I'm in my little silo here and I'm going to do what I want to do to make, myself sound good and this person's over here trying to do what they can to play catch up you're all working together for that one goal and that's to worship god yeah. it's not an individual person doing a a concert or their own i'm going to yeah. be this and i'm going to be louder over here or i'm going to show off my skills of what my great background looks like on media but yeah the words aren't readable or <laughs> the background doesn't go with the words you yeah. know those type of things or even with what is, the song's being played so everybody working together and having that ultimate goal that this is really to just lead us to that point of worship. Everything that we're doing, we're all working together for one goal. So we're not 
ostracizing or, or pushing off one person or another. We're all playing together. Yeah, and, and then as a worship leader, that, that that's what you should be doing. You should be building community, um, uh, of, co- of course, within rehearsal to, to where everybody's not in their own world, um, but also building community to make sure that, that nobody's feeling left out of the group, nobody's feeling like... Um, uh, not appreciated for 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 them leading worship, um, especially the, the the sound crew, the sound tech, yeah. and the, the the graphics operator, the, whoever's running slides, um, they can seem kind of like an afterthought. Yeah. Um, so, so, but building community because they're part of your team, and then they're everybody gives them their attention. <laughs> but yeah, they they do they are background. Yeah. But they have to be considered too as yeah. part of the team. Ma- making sure that, that that they're that they're part of your uh, your team, making sure that that they feel included in everything, but also with the band. Um, that that can cause rifts. I've I've seen that yes. um, between a worship leader and and team members um, having rifts. Uh, not not only between your pastors, you mentioned that, but also within your team. Yeah. Um, that that's that we don't want that to to hinder our worship, uh, be a distraction, um, or even like like during the song, like like the communication. And, and the rift, you can feel the tension in the air yeah. when the bass player and the drummer are upset at each other <laughs> or, yeah. the, or the, the worship leader is upset at the, the lead vocalist or whatever it may be. Um, well, we, yeah. were, we were at a worship service uh, not too long ago, and uh, Jamie mentioned to me, she said, you, you feel a little bit more at ease at worshiping when you know the heart of yeah. everybody on the stage. Like you can feel, not, they're not just up there singing a song, but they're worshiping together. And you know what their what their heart feels, and so you, you feel even more compelled to to give your all and to be more giving yourself into that worship um, because you know that they're all together in this. Yeah. That there's not one that's trying to outshine, or there's not a aggravation between like the drummer. He's oh, I'm going to play much harder right now so I can drown out the guitar player because. Yeah. He didn't like what I said about the worship song. Yeah. Or and, and, and that's building community with your congregation as well. Yeah. Um, to, to where the congregation knows, hey, the people I'm being led by uh, do love God. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I God can too. trust them exactly. to lead me to the throne yeah. because I know their hearts and I know their intention. Yeah. And on the other side of that, when you know that there is a struggle or there is a sin or there is something else and you're trying to get into a a mind of worship with that person leading you, that's hard. Um, Or that person preaching to you or whatever it is that that's difficult. So um, knowing, I mean, having your own heart in the right place and your team and um, just being cohesive, it makes a difference to the congregation. And that's where the pastor really has to step up or those other, and even the worship leader uh, of the, of the praise and worship time or whatever it is. If you know of something that is an issue in that person's spiritual life, that might be where you have to say, you know what, you need to take a season. You, you or need, when they have problems with each other, or if they have what do with we each need other. to work out before we get up here yeah. and try to lead these people in worship? Because it has to be a part of that. Yeah, yeah I know this is uh, completely turning uh, to another, <laughs> another part of this, but um, one of those things, because I hear people say it, as the pastor, people will come up and say to us, well, why did they sing this song or why did they yeah. sing that song? That song is so unsingable or that's not in my <laughs> oh. key or things like that. Now, granted, I've never had that happen to me because when I sing... It's in all the keys. It's in all the keys across the board. I hit all of them, and that's just because I'm going to sing and I'm going to worship. That joyful noise that was made for me. But there is something to that, especially for those who do have that musical mindset, making sure that the songs that we're singing 
are are in a key or uh, or even they're they're not just concert like yeah. if that if if I'm saying that the right way yeah, there's yeah. not just a performance up there but you are picking songs that are made to help people worship together yeah. as a congregation yeah yeah uh, one one thing that we've mentioned uh, I think I think you guys as as pastors and and shepherds to 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 your congregation um, is is this are the songs that are singable are 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 the songs that that you chose singable yeah like like is the melody easy easy for for people to pick up and learn, especially with new songs? Um, th- that that is a huge trap. Like yeah. like choosing songs that I sound good in this, and focusing on yourself instead of fo- in, instead of focusing on the congregation, or even and leading them to worship to of God. Of course, you want to bring new music. Yeah. Like that's part of what Definitely. you that's, do. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the worship like, leader's responsibility. Is you want to make sure stuff. too. Like it's corporate worship, so maybe not all the songs are new that exactly. week or whatever. Yep. And then also, I think you know this is an age-old argument about old old music versus new music and hymns versus praise and worship. And like, I think it's easy to get caught in that trap as a worship leader or feel like you have to pick sides. But I think it's the worship leader's job to show the congregation that like all of this is valid and God doesn't yeah. have, you know, He's not. He was working then and he's working now and there's value in all of these different things. So I think um, I love when when we bring back a hymn or it's yep. it's mixed in with a praise and worship yeah. song so that like we're honoring all styles of music and, and we're recognizing that people connect differently with God and different, different songs mean different things to different people and we're not going to trash any of it. We're going to honor that. And yeah. um, so I think you have to be careful about going too far on one side or the other yeah. of that argument. Yeah, and, and it's good it's good to have a, a blended repertoire that 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 touches some of your 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 <laughs> your, your, your some mature. some of your old, some of your older congregation <laughs> that may like the hymns that may like I only sing Amazing Grace and if there's a fast song we're singing I'll Fly Away yeah right and it can't be yeah. just that you yeah. can you can play I'll Fly Away every once in a while every and they're like that's that's the best song you guys have ever done or whatever yeah. that, that, that's that's part of your congregation and you need you need to take that into consideration or some of some of your uh, your your younger members of your of your church. They may want to hear what's on the radio. Right. Um, sifting through a lot of that is, is very very important. Making sure that the that the lyrics are biblical because that, um, uh, that 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 would just be another obstacle yeah. that that the, that the pastors have to have to have to juggle. It's like, well, the worship team just sang this. However, <laughs> however, it doesn't. It doesn't we go with anything we don't believe that, yeah. and the Bible doesn't say anything like that. Yeah. So, so that's your job to sift yeah. through that and ask your pastor that. Um, if if you have questions um, about a specific song, about a specific lyric, um, study it yourself. And and if you can't find out the answer, um, go go to your pastors yeah. and say, "Hey, what do you think this lyric means?" That's that's what that's what I would do if I was to come to you guys and I had um, uh, a a question about a lyric, um, and and I didn't know how to fix it or whatever. Um, or if we should even do this song, I'd come up and say, "Hey, what are your thoughts with with this lyric there? Um, yeah. what, what is your? Um, do we really believe this? Is this what the Bible says? Yeah. Um, and 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 it's it's good to have that that collaboration with your pastor. Right. Um, and this and this goes back to the communication. Yeah, yeah, it goes back to the communication. It also goes back to the part of like studying your Bible and yes. making sure you as a worship leader are are in communion with God because then you're going to start having that spirit of discernment and being able to, like is this really meant for yeah. for for worship or is this just a song that someone needs for their heart because of the struggle they're going through or is it biblically sound you yeah. know because sometimes we will get some of those worship songs that are not biblically sound or they're not uh, 
ready for, or it's not for what our congregation needs as well. So yeah, on that point, we we, we want to make sure that it's not um, just just that we're singing the songs, yeah. but 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 also and or, or and that we're not going through the motions, but but that we're actually leading people in worship. Because that's really, I mean, you're doing it for the Lord, right? Yeah. And that that's one of the things that's kind of um, something that you have to learn as a worship leader in that members of the congregation are sometimes going to really, really love you. And sometimes they're going to hate everything you do. And you have to True. kind of not let either of those things really change you a lot. Like it's it's easy for people to come up, oh, that was amazing what you did. And and the glory goes to God, right? And then there's people that are going to come up and be like, I hate that song. Everything you sing is new. We stood up for way too long, all this. And you're going to remember... I'm doing this for the Lord. This is my act of worship or our act of worship as a team. Um, so I would, you know, just criticism and stuff is hard. It's hard for a worship leader to not take that in. I think that's one of the traps. And we well, as much as it, like, it is your act of worship in this, that it doesn't just get to your head as well. Yeah. That it's not like, oh, uh, well, I'm getting really successful in this, and now what am I going to do? Because I know as, as, I, as I stood up there preaching, I was like, oh, man, you did such a good job, and that sermon was wonderful. And, I was like, and you got to remember that it's not you. Yeah, I might sit there and spend time studying and doing that kind of stuff for my sermon, but I'm doing all of this because I want to lead people to God, because I want to do that. This is not, uh, oh, I want to be successful. In the same way with our worship leaders, it's not like, oh, they want to be successful so that they can move on to something bigger or to yeah. a bigger church or to like, or to start off their music career, that that's not the goal of this. The goal when you stand up there on that stage and you're leading people in worship is to lead people in worship, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. don't think of the church that you're at as a stepping stone. Yeah. Um, you might be worship, uh, leading worship by yourself. You might be leading worship with you and just one other person. Yeah. Um, God has placed you there for a reason. For that, um, for, for that time, that purpose. Exactly, yeah. um, and and don't think of it as, oh, I'm just going to be here until somebody, whatever job opens up, um, because, like, if you leave, then that church is without, yeah. right? And you've built community with your with your congregation. True. That's very very important. And and if you're just thinking of this as a stepping stone, then 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 you then you have the wrong mindset. Uh, so, so going off of that, creating community, um, um, how can a worship leader create community with their congregation? I'll start with you, church, with DJ. Uh, you know, we, we see this a lot. We, we have to move quite a bit in our job. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been in congregations that were, uh, that were bigger congregations, some that were, sometimes we've moved into a congregation where it was our family and two other people there. Um, but the part of m- being there is, setting in those roots and knowing what's going on. Yes, you might just be coming into that community or you might have been there for a while, but you've just been that surface kind of person, so you don't know what's going on. But getting to know the people that are around you, getting to know what uh, what their lifestyle is like, what they're culture. into, yeah, their culture, their what their background is, and when you know those things, that will help you as a worship leader to build community because you are a part of that congregation. You're not just set aside all by yourself. You're you're mixed yeah. in with yeah. And else. I think, I mean, you're asking for a lot of trust in a congregation when you say, "I want to." We want to be the ones that lead you in worship every week. Yeah. 
what you do off of that stage with those church members is just as important as what you do on that stage. Um, So being involved in their lives, coming to things at church that are not always, maybe there's no need for a worship band at that particular event. Maybe it's just a small group or a Bible study, but you're still involved. Um, and you're, you're still getting to know the people and that you're part of them. You're not just this person that's up on stage yeah. on Sunday morning. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's go visit people. Go, yeah. go, go visit the members. Be in their and, homes. Yeah, be in their homes. Yeah. Go, go visit people um, at their church. Uh, and then once you start getting to know people, then they'll start to know your heart. Yeah. And they'll, they'll learn you as well. And, and a lot of those, um, those difficulties that could, the rifts with, with, with your congregation uh, will dissipate because now they're, they're your peers. You have to know the people that you're leading worship in. And uh, then that's lead, when it goes yeah. back to they, they see your heart because exactly. you've been in their home, you've shared a meal with them, you've been a part of what they're doing. And so they know that the reason why you're up there is because you want to worship God and you want to lead them in that way. And then when others do join your team, as a worship team, you've you've showed them the example of how you be part of a church. And so you also take responsibility for them and make sure they are being plugged in and yeah. they are showing up for things um, and showing up for people, you know, um, because they're looking to you. Not only are you leading the congregation, but you're leading this team, whether it's just you, you know, one other person or, or you start to build up, you show them what it means to to be the worship leader. Yeah, and then as as a worship leader, it doesn't matter if there's if there's only two people no. out in the congregation. God God wants you to speak to them. Yeah. Um, it, it, a bigger congregation doesn't mean any better worship is no. needed or required. Um, and 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 it goes with uh, the number of different resources that that you have. Doesn't matter. Like if you're leading worship by yourself. Um, with within with an old beat up guitar or or a old out of tune piano. God can use that to touch the people. And, and like we said earlier, God placed you there for a reason yeah. to speak to these people. And if he's given you that gift, whether that's that it's just you playing the guitar, if it's just one person leading the piano, or if it's just like, you know, I don't even, I can't even play an instrument, but I can sing. I can give that little bit yeah. that whatever you give, you give it wholeheartedly yeah. over to God. So um, you are working on your craft, you know, on a on a on a daily basis, making sure that, because what you give when you stand up there on Sunday will show how much you've poured into it prior to that. Yeah. You don't, and this goes with the the working together with the whole uh, the whole worship team. Whether that's maybe that's just you and the pastor, or maybe that's just you because you are the the pastor and the person who's leading the yeah. congregation in praise and worship. Whatever that might be, but you are giving all that you can to make sure that when you stand up there on that time of worship, whether it's Sunday or whatever day it is that you're leading that meeting, that you have prepared the best that you can, that it's you're all in for that day. But let's also recognize that it's difficult when you give your whole heart and you plan and you do everything and very few people show up. It's, it is. We it recognize is. that that is, is difficult. But that is why it's so important for you to be firm in your faith and very resolute that this is my gift to God. Because that can be disheartening, but it it can also, I mean, it doesn't have to pull your heart away or make you want to quit. I mean, it can still be a hard thing to go through when you're, yeah. your yeah. congregation is small and people aren't really showing up. Um, but that just 
all the more drives home the point that like you have to be in tune with the Lord and know why you're doing this because there are going to be seasons that are harder. And God will honor it. Well, I mean, he might not honor it by, you know, multiplying your congregation, but God will honor what you are doing up there uh, leading in that worship if you're given all that you have. I, I think you also um like this 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 touches on on all the points of of traps that that you can fall into um as a worship leader, I think you need to regularly regularly um examine your motives as to as to what are your goals within this group yeah. what what are your goals within this church and in this community um and 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 if your motives are are not number one <laughs> leading people closer to God through your music. Then you need then, then then you need to do some soul searching. Yeah. Um, uh, Jay, question question, kind of changing subjects here. Um, as a worship leader, um, where do you think that 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 they, they can um, dive into uh, into the Word more? Where, where, where maybe maybe it's a, a book in the Bible, maybe it's a specific devotion, but but where where, where should they um, focus on, on on getting fed in in, in the worship there yeah. in, in in the Word there? So uh, for me, obviously, for those worship leaders, it seems like, oh, man, if I want to know worship, I want to read Psalms, and I want to be a part of that because there's so much great, you know, that's all these different songs that, you know, that David had put out, Moses puts out some of those, and you get that part of it too. But I think you have to be firm in your foundation. Um, So finding a great podcast that you can put on while you're doing mundane things that is going to pour biblical knowledge into you, uh, and there's lots of great ones out there, and we could, I'm sure we could go into that. Um, but making sure that you, your relationship with God is the best that it can be. Um, and that's where I go back to having that Bible study, having that daily devotion, um, making sure that what is being fed into you is being put out. Mm-hmm. Um, because as we talked about how if you are not being, if you are not sitting down in a congregation worshiping every once in a while or, you know, or letting music be important to you or, or whatever that is, you will run dry, um, making sure that what you're getting in and that biblical knowledge is, is a good deal. For me, I, I go back to podcast. I listen to podcast all the time, probably more than, than music, uh, just because, yes, I love music, mm-hmm. um, but on my side of it, like, I'm like, oh, man, that's a great song. We ought to sing that. And it's one of those songs that's completely unsingable. And we've gone through that sometimes where I've, I've gone to people in our, oh, I've, I heard this, and we, we should sing this song for worship. And they're like, there's no way. This, this is not a song for a congregation. <laughs> I think I've and, done that to you a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enjoy <laughs> that in your car. We know our strength. Yeah, enjoy that in your car. Enjoy that as a part of your worship. But that's not a congregational worship song. And, 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 but I don't know that. Mm-hmm. But having a worship leader that's strong and knowing that because you've poured into that part of it, you know those kind of you know what the congregation needs yeah. and what they what their abilities will do. So this, for me, it's I, I go back and I need those podcasts. Or I, I need to sit down and read that biblical um, book that might lead me in that right direction. Right direction. I am positive, and I should probably know this better if I'm going to lead as a pastor, lead my worship leaders, what those books are, what those are, what they need to do. But for me, it's always going back to the very basics of the Bible. Yeah. I mean, that's really where, if I if I'm strong there, then I can I can take care of the rest. Yeah. I mean, I would say like, obviously, there are chapters of the Bible that talk about church life and Christian living, and I mean, Colossians three, Ephesians five, yeah. um, Acts, the whole book of Acts. But also, as a, if I were a musician, 
I think they're just really beautiful things in the Old Testament, like how important musicians were in the building of oh, the yeah. temple. Yeah. Like you don't think about that. You think about the brick and mortar of what had to be done, but the musicians, they're what led you to God. Like that's not a new thing. That's from the beginning. Um, so I think sometimes just remembering that like this is something that God called you to and it's every bit as important as other positions in the church that it's ordained by God um like that would just give me you know a little bit of uh, a, a reason to stand up straighter on hard days to know that like God has called me to this I see it in his word it's important it's it's where the praises of God are, are here because I'm willing to get up here and, and leave yeah, this. I didn't even think about that, but every time that there was a success or something great had happened, they build that altar, they worship, and they're like, whether it's, you know, the you know the, the music that they played when they were marching around Jericho, they even used these musical instruments for battle and yeah. different things like that. So, oh, yeah, you're, 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 you're right. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, oh, man, my, my natural thought was to go back to, you know, Psalms and things like that. But, yeah, through all throughout, especially the Old Testament, we even see it in the New Testament as well. But, man, the Old Testament, they used it for worship. They used it for battle. They used it for celebration. And you see that all throughout the yeah. Old Testament. Yeah. That's really good stuff. Well, well, thank you guys for joining me in, in this episode. Um, and, and for you guys, just remember um, that, that, that you and your pastor are a team, um, that, that you guys are leading the congregation together, um, that, that it's very, very important that, um, that, 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 that the community between you and the pastor and your team um, are, are what the congregation needs to hear. Um, and having that conversation with them is, is, is very, very important. Also remember that, that the church that you're at, God has blessed you. Mm-hmm. God, God has placed you there for a reason. Don't think of it as, as uh, this is the next big step. Now, the big step may come, but don't think of that in the moment because God has placed you to, to talk to the people and, and to, to lead worship um, to, to, to the church that, that you're at. And lastly, re- remember that, that, that you have to have personal devotion and staying in the Word. Um, you leading worship is, is not just enough to stay fed. Um, you have to be either in a congregation with being fed by other worship or, and, and, and listening to the sermons. Being in that personal devotion and staying in your Bible is key for, for anybody, but more specifically for, for a worship leader. Um, so, so remember those things, and, and I hope you, you took something uh, from, from this episode. Thank you guys again. Thank you. <laughs> Thank My you. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to our series, Worship Leading for Small Churches. This series was brought to you by the Salvation Army of North and South Carolina Youth and Music Department. Production for this series was done by Aaron Jackson, Caitlin Jackson, A.J. Mitchell, and Abby Aguilar. We'd like to thank our special guests, Josh Powell, Rachel Wiley, Major Jay Spaulding, and Major Jamie Spaulding for the time they took to come and share their experiences. Special thanks to our divisional leaders, our divisional youth leaders, and our DHQ officers. If you liked any or all of these episodes, we'd appreciate it if you liked, shared, and subscribed. Once again, thank you for listening, and God bless.